Here to the fourth day of our seminar on Nectar of Instruction. So, we are on text five. So we'll read the verse. Krishne kiyasagiritam manasadhyeta Krishne kiyasagiritam manasadhyeta Jikshastiche one should mentally honor the devotee who chants the holy name of Lord Krishna. One should offer humble obeisances to the devotee who has undergone spiritual initiation, diksha, and is engaged in worshiping the deity. And one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced and undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of propensity to criticize others. So, this now these next verses today, five, actually up through eight, show the internal development and vision of the Madhyam, the second class devotee, actually. Although this verse does talk about all three. So, yesterday we heard about the six types of loving exchanges, and this verse tells us uh, how we should select proper persons with careful discrimination. So we should meet with the Vaishnavas in an appropriate way, according to their status. And Srila Goswami tells us uh, how to recognize and deal with three types of devotees. Kanishta Adhikari, Madhyam Adhikari, Uttama. Kanishta means third class, Madhyam means second class, and Uttama means first class. So in a broad sense, anyone who chants Hare Krishna is a devotee, but we see even in our ISKCON temples, there's different kinds of devotees. Some are very serious about their sadhana, and some are not. Uh, some are always talking about devotional service, and some are always reading the newspapers. So all devotees should be respected, but to make spiritual advancement, we have to associate with serious devotees uh, and distance ourselves from casual association. So there's two different definitions. Srimad Bhagavatam defines in terms of the devotee's standard of devotion and eligibility, and Chetan Chetamrita defines it in terms of faith. So faith is defined in Madhya Lila by rendering service to Krishna when automatically performs all other activities. And this confident, firm faith is called Shadha. Shadha. So what is this? Uh, other activities um, uh, Other activities means the shot ceremony. If you worship Krishna, that's all already taken care of. All your debts, that's taken care of. This is faith. This is from faith. Like um, Sri Dhammadar Maharaj, um, he, when, he was, when Prabhupada was here, he, was, he had to do a shot ceremony for his family, and Prabhupada said, no, no need to go. And this is, you know, very... Uh, attached Indian person, you know, who follows all the rituals, and he said, no, it's okay, you're just doing devotional service, that'll take care of it. So this is faith, this is firm faith. Um, family obligations, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so faith in Krishna means you accept the words he spoke in Gita in totality, like Arjuna said. Now, Chaitanya Charitamrita describes faith, um, he, a neophyte, is, uh, he, he doesn't have firm faith. It's soft, it can be changed, but by gradually following the process, he can come to the level of a first-class devotee. So he's easily swayed in his determination. Uh, yeah, he's, he may be worshiping the deity, but he doesn't know how to behave towards devotees or people in general. So prakita bhakta or kanishta adhikari. So there's different kinds of... Um, of uh, Kanishta Adhikari, th third-class devotees. Uh, Prabhupada quotes Kanishta according to Bhagavatam. 
one who is faithfully engaged in worship of the deity in temple, doesn't know how to behave towards devotees or people in general, is called aprakita bhakta. Um, sentimental materialists who chant Hare Krishna but are still attached to women, money, and intoxication. This is another type of uh, neophyte devotee, prakita sahajyas, who take it cheaply. They take devotional service very cheaply. They may chant, but they're not properly purified. Such people should be respected. We can respect them in our mind, but we should not associate with them. And so it's not only worldly-minded people, but um, these kind of people who, who take devotional service cheaply and still break the regulative principles, yeah, those we should avoid. Um, why should we mentally honor them? Because they have a taste for chanting Hare Krishna. But because they're engaged in sinful activities, their association is contaminating and should be avoided. So what does it mean to mentally honor um, such people? Give them credit for chanting Hare Krishna and accepting the deity form as identical with the Lord. As Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, if one hears a person say even once the word Krishna, that person should be accepted as the best man out of the common group. And there is, uh, now in, in Europe, I can't remember which country, devotees are going out and they're just asking, they're recording people chanting Hare Krishna, just the people on the street. Can you just uh, say this for peace, this mantra? And then they chant the whole mantra and they record them, you know, all kinds of people. And they have this recording of different people on the street chanting Hare Krishna. So yes, uh, Lord Chaitanya said, yeah, if they only chant once, he's the best man. And so their spiritual life has begun. So who is a pure devotee? Devotee who believes the holy name of the Lord is identical with the Lord, even though he may be in neophyte. A neophyte can also be considered a pure devotee. And by his association, others may also become Vaishnavas. Uh-huh. So, Prabhupada explains that Kanishtas and Madhyamas can also accept disciples. Yeah, you can have a Kanishta guru, actually. And uh, because if a neophyte devotee has faith, he can give that faith to others. He may not be on the level of a Madhyama or, or other Uttama, but he can convince people to take up the process of devotional service. And so he, he can also be guru. But generally, um, we don't see neophytes becoming guru because they don't, they don't really want to uh, do that. <laughs> it's, it's too much effort and too much, you know, you get the karma too and that's all you need is more karma. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's more the madhyamas who, who take up the service of guru. So um, he may be a neophyte, but he has some ingredients of money, like faith in the holy name, but no appreciation for pure devotees and ability to discriminate between innocent and envious. But by associating with advanced devotee, he will gradually develop understanding of a position of the advanced devotee and uh, become an advanced devotee. Uh, he doesn't study the scriptures systematically, so he can't guide others very well. So Prabhupada warns us the disciples of such devotees being necessarily on the same level as their spiritual master, cannot progress very well under his insufficient guidance. So the deity form, this is the Lord's incarnation, to give facilities uh, to people like us who cannot see God everywhere. So it's essential, especially for the neophyte, to worship the deity. But if we simply worship the deity without hearing about Krishna, uh, then deity worship will be a burden. At a certain point, it will be a burden, and it will be collected, and the whole thing will be spoiled. So, yes. So, by associating with more advanced devotees, the neophyte can deepen his faith and go towards higher stages. Um, so, he's got Harinam initiation, uh, according to Bhagavatam. He's interested in worshipping the deity. He behaves inappropriately with devotees, and his faith is soft and pliable. Now, the Madhyama, the middle devotee, is a preacher. He's initiated, fully engaged in devotional service. He knows Krishna is the object of love and his, he makes friends with devotees. Merciful to the ignorant and innocent, avoids the envious. And his conclusive knowledge may not be strong. So even though he doesn't have so much knowledge, he may be a good kirtan leader. He may be able to 
uh, instill faith in the devotees. His faith is very strong. He has very strong faith, but he may not know, um, he may not be able to chant the, the scriptures in that. Like Jayananda, he was not good in Sanskrit. Um, and, but he's undeterred in execution of devotional service, Shadavan, staunchly faithful. And the Uttama, we want the, his association. He's not interested in blaspheming others, his heart is clean, he has realized an unalloyed Krishna consciousness, seriously engaged in devotional service, strictly following regular principles, chanting his rounds, and always concerned with how to spread Krishna consciousness. Always thinking of Krishna, how to spread the holy name. And he's recognized also by his ability to bring others to Krishna consciousness. Hmm. So Prabhupada, in, in the purport, I don't exactly know the page number, talked about George Harrison as a neophyte devotee. And uh, he is one of our friends, a famous English musician, has become attracted to chanting the holy names of Krishna. Even in his records, he has several times mentioned the holy name of Krishna at his home. He offers respect to pictures of Krishna, also to preachers of Krishna consciousness. In all regards, he has a very high estimation for Krishna's name and Krishna's activities. Therefore, we offer respects to him without reservation. For we are actually seeing this gentleman is advancing gradually in Krishna consciousness. Such a person should always be shown respect. So, when I was lecturing in Bhakti Vaibhav course on the incarnations, then there was a, one purport where Prabhupada said all the 8,400,000 species, there's an incarnation for each one. It may be a devotee, it may be Krishna, maybe Shaktivesh. So I said, yes, George Harrison is incarnation among the hippies. Because <laughs> 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 he, he brought many people to Krishna consciousness uh, with, because he put Hare Krishna in his, in his song. I've heard many devotees say, yes, that's the first time I heard. That's, and I became devotee, yes. So yes, um, he is, we can offer him respects. He even made, sometimes, you, sometimes somebody will take you to the temple and you'll join and they won't. I've heard that story too. Uh, so uh, that's a neophyte. Uh, that could be considered a neophyte devotee. They showed you the path. So yes. Um, so one who, uh, the Madhyama, his faith is, uh, oh, his faith is very strong, his faith in chanting. He may not know the scriptures that, that well. He may not know so well. Um, but he's very, very fortunate. Shadhavan. And he can make further advancement. So, um, yes, we know how the preacher should uh, see. And, and this one, um, Pariksha Maharaj, his prayer before he left his body was that, let me, um, if, if I should take birth again, let me have uh, love for the Supreme Lord be merciful to his others and have friendship with devotees. So basically he wanted to be a preacher, Pariksha Maharaj, in his next birth. He prayed for that. And so, yes. Um, now about initiation, um, we have to be, you know, one who wants to be initiated must be uh, serious uh, to practice austerity and celibacy, Prophet says in the purport, and also control of the mind and body. Be interested in transcendental subject matter. Be very inquisitive and willing to follow the Guru's instructions. Okay, so the, the Madhyama has received initiation now. So like George, he didn't get initiation, so he can't be considered on the Madhyama level. Uh, Uttama, he's in internal worship, and he doesn't see distinctions between anyone. Everyone's a devotee except him. Self. That's the Uttama. She's everyone. Wow, everybody's doing some service but me. So, um, of course, he chants offenselessly, he avoids the ten fences, and uh, he should be respected by the neophytes and the Madhimas. And also, he's not interested in blaspheming others. His heart is clean. So, Jayananda fits that description. Perhaps the most defining characteristic of Jayananda was he never criticized anyone. Even if a devotee did something that warranted criticism, he would usually not say anything or else 
make the mistake appear as something perfectly natural. He never spoke harsh words or chastised anybody. Sometimes devotees would come to him with expansive ideas how to spread Krishna consciousness. Jayananda would encourage these ideas, however extraordinary. At the same time, he was not a fool. He would pick always the right man for the job. <clears throat> he could not bear to hear criticism of another devotee. If such a thing were happening, he'd simply leave the room. So these are characteristics of Uttamadikari. Everyone loved Jayananda. Since he had completely transcended the bodily conception, there was one lady, council member, who was giving trouble to the devotees. But he, she loved Jayananda. When he would go to her, she was so happy. And um, when, when he left his body, after he left, and on, uh, another, per, another devotee was visiting her, and she said, so where is Jayananda? And he said, oh, he died. Oh, and she started crying. <laughs> so that was his effect on people. He would approach a drunk, a hippie, or a devotee with the same compassion and enthusiasm. He spoke to the super soul and everyone, and everyone responded accordingly. Like Maharaj Yudhisthira, Jayananda's enemy was never born. Like the six Goswamis, he was dear to the gentle and the ruffians. Uh, once a devotee was approached by a, a drunk who couldn't even walk properly in San Francisco, he looked at his robes, he said, hey, where's my old friend Jayananda? <laughs> so one time he took, uh, Jayananda took the temple president to see his friends. I'm going to show you my friends. He went into a bar and all the drunkards said, oh, Jayananda, and they had collected together and given him a bag of, of vegetables. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he was uh, yeah amazing personality. During Rathiyatra time, he would organize a crew of cynics, hippies, bloopers, uncooperative personalities, and non-devotees off the street to help build the carts. <laughs> he would get them to work ten to fourteen hours a day, always glorifying them. Yeah, I think uh, Jai Patakamraj tells how he joined. Uh, he was walking on the street and and and. Jayananda called him over. He said, could you, could you hammer this nail for me? And then he hammered the nail. He said, wow, that was the best I've ever seen <laughs> hammering. <laughs> could you do another one? <laughs> and then he got him there the whole day. <laughs> so, and he was very careful with Prabhupada's money. When selling incense, he would sleep on park benches in bitter cold rather than spend money on a motel. And one time he needed a new pair of pants and he actually stole it from the shop and they caught him and they, uh, they, they arrested him and he went to court and he was, and he was, in court he was saying, you know, I just can't spend my guru's money and I'd rather, you know, not have any pants. And by the time he got finished there, the policeman who arrested him said, I'll pay for the pants. <laughs> you know. He's just <laughs> so amazing. Uh, so here we have an example. Uh, he had complete faith in Prabhupada. Uh, uh, and like most of the other devotees who would go out of their way to get some personal association of Prabhupada, Jayananda was content to work in the background carrying out his instructions. So Vani, Vani, he was into. Sometimes Prabhupada would call him and Jayananda would resist saying, no, I cannot go, I'm too dirty, I'm too fallen. And, and so Prabhupada would forcibly bring him sometimes. You could hear in one, one of the kirtans of Prabhupada, before the kirtan, right after the kirtan, Prabhupada would say, where's Jayananda? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they had a relationship there. So Prabhupada describes an Uttama as one who seriously engaged in service of the Lord, strictly following all regulative principles, chanting his rounds, and always thinking how to expand the Krishna consciousness movement. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says he can be recognized by his ability to convert many fallen souls to Vaishnavism. Also, Bhagavatam says he's expert in logic, arguments, and understanding of the revealed scriptures, deep, unshakable faith in Krishna. And he sees the Lord in the heart. He actually sees um, Krishna in the heart, always. Um, and so, uh, you might have the question, isn't it offensive to scrutinize devotees and then judge them? Is he a Madhyama? Is he an Uttama? Or is he a Neophyte? 
But here it's being recommended by Sri Rupa Goswami that yes, we have to discriminate in our association. So it's all right, you can do that. Um, so, yeah, but the Ottomans like Krishidas Kaviraj, we can see another example in his uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 2. He says, I worship the lotus feet of all kinds of devotees, both advanced and neophyte. I request all of them to be satisfied with me. I am faultless because I've written whatever I've understood from Srupa Damodar Goswami, Rupa and Raghunath Das Goswamis. I've neither added to nor subtracted from their version. So Prabhupada says in the purport, the author of Chaitanya Chaitamrita begs the mercy of all these devotees and asks them to be pleased with him. Let the neophyte devotees, devotees who are very expert in arguing, although they have no sense of advanced devotional service, who think themselves very advanced because they imitate some smarta brahmana, let such devotees not be displeased with me, thinking I have committed errors in this regard. So he's expecting criticism from the neophytes. He said, let them be pleased. Um, I beg their pardon with great humility. I have only written what I've heard in disciplic succession. Okay. Um, so that's very important. Now we'll read verse 6. Um, things to be careful of when associating with devotees. Things to watch out for in our own dealings. Drishtai sabhava janitai vapushash chadoshai. Drishtai sabhava janitai vapushash chadoshai. Na prakitatam ihaba tajana syapashet. Na prakitatam ihaba tajana syapashet. Gangam pasam na kalubur buddha fenapa. Rama Javatam Apagachati Niratarmai Rama Javatam Apagachati Niratarmai Being situated in his original Krishna conscious position, a pure devotee does not identify with the body. Such a devotee should not be seen from a materialist point of view. Indeed, one should overlook a devotee's having a body born in a low family, a body with a bad complexion, a deformed body, or a diseased or infirm body. According to ordinary vision, such imperfections may seem prominent in the body of a pure devotee, but despite such seeming defects, the body of a pure devotee cannot be polluted. It is exactly like the waters of the Ganges, which during the rainy season are sometimes full of bubbles, foam, and mud. The Ganges waters do not become polluted. Those who are advanced in spiritual understanding will bathe in the Ganges without considering condition of the water. So we have six warnings here against offensive, materialistic mindset and behavior. The first one, say no to criticism of bodily defects of a Vaishnava. So that's the first one. One should not criticize, uh, but overlook, we should overlook. Um, so what, what kind of defects, what, what would be something that somebody might notice about a devotee? Well, they shouldn't, but they notice that they have a female body. Okay. One way they have to discriminate. Yeah, okay. There are other ways they can discriminate against. Okay, the, having a female body, anything else? I've heard, I've heard people say, oh, I'm going to get an Indian guru because he won't fall down. <laughs> yeah? African. African. Racist. Yeah, I just saw on Facebook one African devotee, she was complaining about racist devotees. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh? White. Or, or there's a fat sannyasi. Um, he should not eat so much. <laughs> or, yeah, he's very old. Or, yeah, I mean, there's so many ways we can criticize the body. So many ways. This one has only one leg. So, I can't do prakrama with my, if, he, if I take him as guru. 
<laughs> so there's so many, there's so many ways. So that's that's one thing. So now say no to criticism or neglect because of birth. So that we would be more like um, uh, Indians criticizing Westerners. Oh, he's an American Vaishnava. He's not born in a Brahmin family. Um, say no to criticism of apparent misbehavior. Now this is a sensitive one. But, um, you know, sometimes in India you eat with your left hand and they'll criticize you for that. Um, your behavior of eating with not eating properly or not washing properly or uh, you'll be criticized for that. Um, say no to materialistic vision. Um, so once you try to see the internal features, the devotion, and be protected from the offensive mentality. So what's included, those who think Krishna consciousness is limited to a certain section of people, a certain section of devotees, or a certain tract of land are prone to see externally. So th these are also neophytes. So you know why? Why are you preaching in the West? This is an Indian God. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's not like that. It's God is for everyone. And Krishna consciousness is everyone. Say no to mistreatment of an empowered devotee. So this is, um, yes, sometimes uh, devotees are successful in their preaching and people get envious. Other devotees get envious and try to stop. And say no to attempts to discipline, advise, or correct an empowered Vaishnava. So we'll go now more in more little detail. No to criticism of bodily defects. Sanatana Goswami had, had a skin disease. He was oozing sores. And uh, people with materialistic vision would stay clear of him, uh, thinking he was suffering. Oh, it's just his karma because he was sinful. But, and, and Sanatana wanted to commit suicide under the wheels of the chariot of Lord Jagannath. But Lord Chaitanya chastised him, your body is the Lord's property. And Lord Chaitanya used to embrace him, and that's why Sanatana didn't want to keep alive. Um, so Lord Chaitanya said, the body of a devotee is never material, it is considered to be transcendental and full of bliss. At the time of initiation, when a devotee fully surrenders to the service of the Lord, Krishna accepts him to be as good as himself. When the devotee's body is thus transformed into spiritual existence, the devotee in that transcendental body renders service to the lotus feet of the Lord. Sanatana Goswami is one of the associates of Krishna. There could not be any bad odor from his body. On the first day I embraced him, I smelled the aroma of chatusan, which is aguru, sandalwood, musk, so many beautiful, wonderful things. So, um, no, the pure devotee doesn't see it. Lord Chaitanya even embraced a leper. Vasudev, and changed him into a beautiful, changed his body into a very beautiful body. So the second thing is neglecting because of birth. The Goswami title is not hereditary. It's a question of qualification. So um, Srila Prabhupada gives an example. A fragrant rose may be born in a field of weeds, but it remains a fragrant rose. Uh, and someone and he says, of the Daitya demons, I'm Prahlad, he says in Bhagavad Gita. So on the other hand, someone who is born into a high-class family but has low-class qualities is not a high-class person. And that we see. That we see. To be the, born the son of a judge predisposes one to become a judge. It doesn't make one a judge. And so Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati preached vigorously against the Kasko Swamis. Um, and there is no more question of being an American Goswami than a Chinese spirit soul. Uh, so one may be born into a Brahmin family, have all 12 Brahminical qualities, but if he's not a devotee, he can't even purify himself and what to speak of his family. But one who's born in a dog-eater family, this is a uh, this Prahlad Maharaj's prayers, he can purify not only himself but everyone. So yes, when we came to India they said, you're doing nice puja, next birth you can be born in a Brahmin family. And Prabhupada said, tell them, you're doing nice puja next birth, you could be born in Iskand. <laughs> and, and my friend Anang Manjari, my god sister, 
she went home. She was very ex excited when she first met the devotee. She went home and told her mother, I'm a spirit soul. I'm a spirit soul. And mother said, just remember, you're an Italian spirit soul. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, to, to tell her parents. Um, so, so the third thing, say no to criticism of apparent misbehavior. This is, this is difficult, um, but uh, sometimes devotees have accidental fall downs and they should be excused. If they, re if they regret and they, um, they do some atonement and they engage themselves uh, very seriously in devotional service. So example of this is um, in Bhagavatam, Marichi had six sons, demigods, and when Lord Brahma was captivated by the beauty of his daughter and was following her, at that time they looked at the action of Brahma with abhorrence. They criticized Lord Brahma. And, and then they, had, they were, had to take birth as the sons of the demon Hiranyakashipu. And then they were killed by Kamsa. They were the sons of Devaki. So, of course, that's very sensitive. Um, we do have to speak up when we do see something. Um, but uh, you have to do it in a proper way, according to rules and regulations. Um, not let it... But, if, but on the other hand, if somebody does fall down, and he's punished, and he follows, and he follows the GBC, then that should be left. And once he follows, not like 20, 30 years later, oh, this devotee fell down, now we got to do something more. Even in, in the law, they, they can't do that. They can't judge a person twice. You know, once he's gone to jail and thing, they can't judge him twice. So that's, that's something to be careful of. And um, we should not criticize. Bhakti, you know, Thakur says, uh, it's an offense to criticize a devotee on four accounts. His birth, some unpremeditated accidental fall down, last traces of previous sins, or sinful activities before becoming a devotee. So devotees are judged um, what, what, uh, what they were before they became devotees sometimes. Oh, that, that one was a hippie, he did this and that, and so I can't accept him <coughs> as a devotee. So, um, so it doesn't mean just because he had a fall down that he can't rectify himself. So then the fourth thing, say no to materialistic vision. When it's superior or inferior according to his spiritual development, uh, we should not observe the activities of a devotee from a material point of view. Um, so again, those who think it's limited to a certain section of devotees or certain land, uh, they see externally. They are neophytes. Mm -hmm. So one should always be ready to offer respects to an older person, a person who has been, and this is Hari Bhakti Vilas, a person has been practicing Krishna consciousness longer than we have, to a person in position of authority and to a spiritually advanced person. It has nothing to do with age, experience, or position. That's what you know, Talker says. When Shukadev walked into the assembly, naked 16-year-old, everybody stood up to um, give him respect. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't age. So we should try to see the internal features, understand how he's engaged in devotional service. So just like Daksha, he, he criticized Lord Shiva. He lives in the crematorium. Oh, he's wearing skulls. He's smeared with ashes. Oh, but actually, and, and Daksha was a, a really, had a good position. He had a position in the universal management. He was a prajapati. And, but he was in a lower position than Lord Shiva. So you can't judge by appearances. You can't judge Lord Shiva. didn't look like a good devotee at all. And Daksha did. But actually, Daksha was, not, was lower he was criticizing Lord Shiva, who was actually in a higher position than he was. Because he was looking, he had materialistic vision. So five, say no to mistreatment of an empowered devotee. So Prabhupada did many things that were not understandable to the Vaishnavas back in India. He crossed the ocean, not supposed to. He allowed women to live as Brahma Trevinis in the temples. This is unheard of. In the Vedic culture, he accepted the title Prabhupada, he accepted 
Guru Puja in front of the deities. And so um, Chaitanya Shatamrita says, the Supreme Personality of God and his devotees who come to this world are executing a mission. Therefore, sometimes they act in a way very difficult to understand. Um, so even if one is very learned and intelligent scholar, he cannot understand the activities of a Vaishnava. He accepts everything favorable for executing his mission. A foolish person is not knowing the purpose of such exalted Vaishnavas indulge in criticizing them. Yes, and Yasi before marriages. So we should not, this is Sadhu Say no to attempts to discipline, advice, or correct an empowered Vaishnava. So, um, why do apparent defects appear in advanced devotees? Like we see Milpamangal Thakur, he was an advanced devotee, but still he was attached to enjoying women. And so Krishna wanted to show the world his, his incredible determination, and that's what it takes to achieve Krishna's lotus feet. Chitraketu, he made an offense, and he's teaching devotees, we learn from him how to interact in public. You may do something in public, you have to be really careful what you say in public. Uh, yeah, There was one sannyasi who gave a class in Maya where there were these two little girls, eight-year-old girls, listening. And he was saying um, about, well, uh, he was saying about the, uh, after in the questions answers, he was saying about the, you know, how to get darshan of, of his deities in the um, Brahmachari ashram. And these are two little girls here that can't go in the Brahmachari ashram. He said, yeah, yeah, you have to wear a sika and a, a dhoti. And so these little two girls shaved up <laughs> and got a sika, put on dhotis, and, and they got past the guards who were like Jai and Vijay at the Brahmachari ashram <laughs> because they looked like little boys. <laughs> shaved heads and they went up and got this darshan of the, <laughs> the Maharaja's teeth. <laughs> so you got to be careful what you say in public. Um, <laughs> yeah. And an 11 year old tried to go with him but she was stopped. Um, <laughs> she didn't make it. <laughs> she was older. Anyway, yeah, so we have to be careful. How to, how to speak in public. So how to relate a lesser devotee should serve the higher devotee. And the perversion is the lesser devotee will be envious and try to pull him down. Between equals, the proper relationship is friendship and openness, discussing realizations. Perversion is they want to compete and feel proud of their own um, advancement. And for a superior devotee to relate to a subordinate is to answer questions and help him. Perversion is to exploit for one's own sense gratification. So Prabhupada was once asked um, uh, by Bhakti uh, Tirtha Swami, Prabhupada, there are prejudices in this movement. And what was Prabhupada's answer? Oh, someone is thinking you're the body. And if you're disturbed, they're thinking you're the body. You are also nonsense. Bodily consciousness is there in so many ways. But if you get distracted because of that, then there is, that is your nonsense. Heavy answer. There. He didn't say there wasn't prejudice. He didn't say that. He just said, you have to be transcendental to it. Radhana Swami also relates the same um, uh, question and answer that Prabhupada said, if you're disturbed by it, what's the difference between them and you? So this verse is about the Ganges River. What are the qualities of the Ganges? Um, always there for us, very soothing. Um, bending this way and that, peaceful but fast, pure but looks dirty because people are throwing things into her and uh, dirt is using her to move downstream like people use Krishna consciousness to succeed in material life. They're taking a ride in the Ganga and um, yes, she's tolerant and, uh, and we, we just see her from limited vision. Some people won't bathe in Jamuna or Ganga. Of course, in Jamuna, it's probably not a good idea to bathe when she's low, because you may not get much Jamuna in there, but you can bathe in monsoon. Very nice Jamuna water. So now we're going to go to the last verse for today, verse 7. Huh. 
the attitude of a devotee. Syat Krishna Nama Charitari Sitapya Vidya Syat Krishna Nama Charitari Sitapya Vidya Pita Bata Tarasana Syanara Chikanu Pita Bata Tarasana Syanara Chikanu Kintavadarat Anudinam Kalisai Vajusta the holy name, character, pastimes, and activities of Krishna are all transcendentally sweet, like sugar candy. Although the tongue of one afflicted by jaundice of avidya, ignorance, cannot taste anything sweet, it is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting these sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within his tongue, and his disease is gradually destroyed at the root. So this is the Madhyama devotee, his internal development, his vision. Um, so how to get free of our material disease? Only, only one solution, chant Hari Krishna. In the disease state, we don't have a taste for chanting, hearing. Uh, it tastes bitter, like if you have jaundice and sugar candy, tastes bitter. So Prabhupada talks about the cause of disease. Individual causes, ignorance, forgetfulness of Krishna, attraction to external energy, and accepting false shelters, and ability to understand our mistakes. And the collective cause of our disease is atheistic leadership, blind leading the blind, miscreants who are grossly foolish they never surrender to Krishna and they oppose those who try and the cure is to chant it's our medicine and and we find it in the Krishna consciousness movement the healthy state is probably describes as uh, bhava uh, the conditioned soul becomes free from material existence loses interest in the bodily conception of life can understand who Krishna is and what maya is and he's undisturbed by maya. So the cause of disease, some bad shelters. So what are some bad shelters in this world? Where do people take shelter in this world? The government? <laughs> huh? The bank account? Mm -hmm. yeah, I have enough money, I, whatever happens. What? Huh? The pub. The pub. Yes, that's a shelter for Irish people. They take shelter in the pub. Vanity. Huh? Vanity. Vanity. Mm -hmm. Pride. Pride. Yes. Uh, anything else? Some other shelters. I, I, I read a BTG magazine that says some people go shopping and that's their shelter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's shopping addiction. Addiction to shopping. Vaccinations. Huh? Vaccinations. <laughs> Vaccinations? <laughs> I don't know. I just repeat. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just repeated it. <laughs> yes? We go to the shopping. You know, I was born in Birmingham and some of the old streets, they were centered around the churches. Oh, and yeah, you were born in Birmingham. Birmingham and, and, uh, and some of the streets were centered around the churches. Around the churches. And now the, the, the roads are centered around the shopping centers. And now the roads are centered around the shopping centers. Yeah, they are the new church. They are the new temples <laughs> where people... You know, you can, you can enjoy there. Uh, they, some of them have little toys for the kids, a play, play place, and even a toy train that you can ride in, I've seen. Uh, and they have, you know, they have, you can do a health check up there too. You can get your blood pressure. And <laughs> in, the, in the malls, in America anyway, I don't know about here, but there they have everything. You can get massage. You can get your, 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 all your needs are fulfilled. You don't. You can live there the whole day. You can eat. You can sleep also, and whatever. So yeah, that that our new um, temples are the are the. Unfortunately, it's the shopping, the shops, shops, the big ones. Yeah, any other false shelters that we have in this world? Huh? Our mind. Huh? Our mind. 
Our mind? Yeah, that's that's a big one. Our mind is our false shelter, yes, yes. And so if we, uh, the leaders are described as blind because they refuse to surrender to Krishna and they try to stop those who do surrender because they're polluted by their fruit of activities, the reactions. You have to be freed from your dirt accumulated for years together in order to start recovering from the disease of lust in this material world. Uh, so it's a heart disease, read the Roga. And we need to clean our heart by chanting and hearing Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So Prabhupada said, this is very successful. We are sending Sankirtan parties all over the world. I think this is from the purport, yes. He says, the conclusion is in order to get free from material disease, one must take to chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra. The Krishna conscious movement is especially meant for creating an atmosphere in which people can take to chanting of the Hare Krishna Mantra. One must begin with faith, and when the faith is increased by chanting, a person becomes a member of the society. We are sending Sankirtan parties all over the world, and they are experiencing, even in the remotest part of the world, there is no, where there is no knowledge of Krishna, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra attracts thousands of men to our camp. Yeah, China, Russia. They couldn't do Sankirtan when Prabhupada was here, though. They had to wait until 1986. So yes, from Shada to Prema, you can do by, by chanting Hare Krishna. And uh, the reality is that we are servants of Krishna. Misconception is that we are this body. So this movement is supposed to create faith by spreading the chanting of the holy name. So what about quality and chanting? One devotee asked about quality. When we're chanting, we're not sure if these rounds are sincere. Baba said, you should be sure. And the devotee said, how can we be sure? You know, there's your beads. Brahmananda said, no, he's saying, when we chant our rounds, how can we be sure when we chant the round, the round is a perfect, attentive round, sincere? Prabhupada said, you must, there's no question of understanding. <laughs> Brahmananda said, he's asking about quality of the chanting, how can we make quality the best? Prabhupada said, quality you'll understand. First of all, come to the quantity. Without having quantity, how you understand quality? You follow instruction of your spiritual master, that is your duty. It is not your position to understand quality. Oh, <laughs> this is interesting uh, comment. When the quality comes, now he's telling what's quality. When, there's, when the quality comes, there is no force. You will have a taste for chanting. You will desire, why 16 rounds? Why not 16,000 rounds? That is quality. Now it's by force. You'll not do it. There for at least 16 rounds. But when you come to the quality, you will feel yourself. Why 16? Why not 16,000? That is quality automatically. Just like Haridas Thakur, he was not forced. Lord Chaitanya was telling, now you're old enough, you can reduce. He refused. No, up to end of my life, I shall go on. That is quality. Have you got that tendency? You will go on chanting and do nothing else? This is quality. Now you're forced. Where is the question of quality? So you're given the chance, so one day you may achieve quality. Quality is different. Rupa Goswami says, how will I chant with one tongue? And here with only two ears. If I had millions of tongues and trillions of ears, then I could enjoy it. So that is quality. So then, um, he's, then he gave himself an example. Um, why don't he says everybody can do this? Why don't they do it? When, why do I get up at night one o'clock and do this job? Because I cannot do without it. How could I do it artificially? This is quality. So he, he's Prabhupada is saying he got up. Uh, because he liked translating. He wasn't forced to get up and translate his books. That was quality he gave himself. The quality is shown by Lord Chaitanya. Oh, I do not see Govinda, the whole world is vacant. Now uh, this is quality. One, just like here, one man's beloved has died, he's seeing the whole universe is vacant. Is it vacant? That is the quality of love. No formula. It has to be understood internally. When you feel so much ecstasy chanting Hare Krishna, that is quality. So, yeah. Now, Lokana Maharaj uh, was asking Prabhupada, uh, uh, Prabhupada, have, why have you chosen 16 as the number of rounds to chant? Why not less or more? Prabhupada said, we have fixed 16. Uh, we say minimum 16. 
If you can chant 16,000, do so. 16 rounds is the minimum, but if you're able to chant more, that's welcome. Uh, and still we say, oh, we have no engagement. So, um, yes. And he was talking, he gave the example of Haridas Thakur that chanting was his engagement. That was his service. He refused to have sex with a beautiful young girl because he had engagement. First of all, let me finish my engagement. Let me finish my chanting. So some, Lokana speaking, some devotees have fixed a different number than 16. Some are chanting 20 minimum or 25. Prabhupada said, yes, it should be increased. And Lokana said, is it recommended? Prabhupada said, but don't decrease, don't decrease, increase. Therefore, a number is fixed. At least this much I shall do, 16 rounds. Lokana Maharaj, but you're recommending 16 as a minimum, and some devotees are choosing 20 as a minimum. And Prabhupada said, so who forbids? Who says don't do it? <laughs> That's, they would say that, actually, in early days. Lokana, they can chant? Prabhupada said, yes, that is required. But because you cannot do it, therefore we fix this minimum. Shankya. So, um... And so that Nyashamati Nandan asked Prabhupada, uh, is chanting higher than other activities or on the same level? Any activities in Krishna consciousness? Is chanting the most exalted? Prabhupada said, everything is exalted. Therefore, there are nine processes. So sometimes, like, I know in those days, the book readers would think they're doing the best thing. So they asked Prabhupada, you know, what is the best uh, service we can do? And Prabhupada said, develop love for Krishna. <laughs> And say, book distribution, key jai. <laughs> no. So, so, yes. So, Yasamati Nanan said, Why is chanting particularly recommended in this age? Prabhupada said, Suppose you're, you have no temple, you can't do archana. Um, it's not because you have no temple, your devotional service is stopped. There are other processes. Um, so, Lokanath Raj Prabhupada, if we chant more than 16 rounds, how will we know? whether we're imitating Haridas Thakur or following his footsteps. Prabhupada said, imitation is also good. If you imitate Haridas Thakur, that's your great fortune, even if you imitate. It doesn't mean you are condemned. Even if you imitate, that is also good. If you have some other business and say, oh, now I'm imitating Haridas Thakur, I cannot do it, that is very bad. And so that was the limit. Like if, okay, I, someone asked you to clean the temple floor. No, I'm, I'm chanting my, I'm doing my chanting. So, there's a question here. Um, is it valid for ISKCON to indiscriminately distribute teachings that include esoteric philosophy and pastimes? You know, sometimes, you know, they were out there distributing Chaitanya Charmita, and even this nectar of instruction has a lot of, I mean, it, it goes higher. So, um, is it okay? I mean, why do we do that? Why do we distribute books like that? No, I don't think we do that anymore, Chaitanya Charm. I mean, they do. The uh, nectar of devotion they're giving. I see the, there's a, um, what do you call it, Saptarishi stack that they're doing in New York. Uh, seven books at a time, Bhagavad Gita, Nectar of Devotion, and like seven, seven different books. They're giving it to anybody, you know. So is, 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 is that okay? Uh, how would we, how would we, we can sell this, that we're giving them this high philosophy. Yeah? Prabhupada did say that he wanted every respectable gentleman or household to have Chaitanya Prabhupada said, okay? He wanted every respectable household to have a set of Chaitanya Chaitamritas. All right? Yes? One thing you can say is that if you get the books out there, then they'll find their, their target. So if you get the books out there, they'll find their target. In Christian book, I got that when I was a new Bhaktin. And so, you know, but the thing is how he wrote it was very special. It's not, it's the mood. It's the mood in which he wrote it very awe and reverence and uh, very easy to understand, non-technical language and his confidential pastimes in a very innocent way. Very, yeah? And I don't think they go to just anybody. Like if I have a box set, the white ones, and if there's a nectar of devotion there, hmm. um, and if I'm meditating on 
doing that. So I always meet somebody. I know one lady in London. Um, so they don't go to just everyone, yeah, these special books. You met one lady, so Krishna arranges for someone who really needs to hear nectar of devotion. One lady in London, she was telling me she bought a Krishna book, an old lady. One lady bought a Krishna book. And she told me when I read about how um, the cows would see their calves, they would see their calves and that would let down, naturally it would let down their milk. No, right. Oh. And, and the milk would flow and the milk was coming from your love she said that really hit home with me because I had to take care my daughter wasn't fit to look after my grandchild oh. she said I was actually able to rescue my own grandchild so when she read Krishna book she saw she read how the cows let down milk to the calves out of love so she had to take care of her grandchild and she got milk and she could feed the grandchild milk then I understood that your spiritual master was correct, that the milk is coming from love. So she understood your spiritual master is correct, that milk is coming from love. So I thought that that was the <coughs> that that lady got that book. Yeah, and, I, and I've seen many cows, like one in Sweden, one in Spain, they give milk without calves because they, they love their cowherd boy so much. They just, you know, one give, they give for 10 years milk without calves. There's some... There's one cow in Spain. He just loves the person taking care of her. She loves so much the person taking care of her. She's giving milk uh, for years and years without any calves. <laughs> so Sweden, too. There was one. And she left her body. Huh? And Czech also. <laughs> they have a cow that gives milk without calves. <laughs> yes, Shirupa? I've heard that, uh, that the word sneha. Sneha. Sneha means affection. Sneha means affection. And I've heard that sneha is a substance. It's a subtle substance. It's a subtle substance. And it converts blood into milk. Converts blood into milk. Yeah. Maliti. Even uh, our holy friends in Bon Boy, they had a cow that gave milk. Where? In Bon Boy, here. Just oh, in Ireland. Yeah. Close to here. Yeah, they, your friends had a cow that gave milk yeah, without. If they didn't give buckets, so they gave a kind of milk. <laughs> little milk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, so? Yes, these books are amazing. <laughs> so uh, they used to have, I think the first marathon they ever had was Krishna books. It was a very small pocket, three, three little books in one little box. And that was in Los Angeles, I believe, and they distributed thousands from, in a weekend. In a weekend. So yeah, that yeah, that's amazing. God is a person, and what He's doing, nobody knows. So you got, if you read Krishna book, you find out so many things about God, about Krishna. Um, yeah. So. That's why it's good to read Prabhupada's books and other books we should be careful. We should be careful because they don't have the same mood. I mean, by like other Sampradayas and, uh, and Gaudiya Math and all these things, so we should be careful of those. Okay, so we'll stop here if you have any questions, comments. Hmm? I was just wondering, um, I just have, this question is based on a lot that I've read about George Harrison right. in particular, but I mean it could be about any soul that would be in the same situation. I'm just wondering, is it possible that without taking spiritual initiation, one could be listed at least in the Madhyamadikari? Without taking initiation. Yeah, that's a difficult question. Because he asked Prabhupada whether he should join. Shiva, live in the ashram. Prabhupada said no to George Harrison. Because you, you will, he said, you will do more for us by staying as you are. And there's another one like that, this tennis guy. I, I forgot his name. Peter Borush. Peter Borush. He got lots of instructions from Prabhupada. He got a lot of association, and he became very successful materially because of that. Peter Burwash, he never got initiation. 
And there's another one. Well, there, there is, um, yeah, there's an example of people going back to Godhead without initiation, yeah. like Mr. Seti. But whether, I mean, whether or not you can categorize them as Madhyama, but the, de the description that Prabhupada gave of him in this book sounds like he was respecting him more as a Madhyama um, than as a Kanishta. If you read the purport of the fifth text where Prabhupada describes George Harrison, that uh, he, he really, you know, respects him more uh, like, like a Madhyama almost. I mean, his surrender was unprecedented really in that yeah. he wanted to be with the devotees. So yes. his sacrifice was that he actually couldn't do that. He had to disguise himself to go out in London anywhere. You know, he, he just couldn't do that. And he told the devotees many times that that was his desire. So he desired, George Harrison desired to be with the devotees and not to be such a big person. But Prabhupada told him no. <laughs> so it was his sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, it, better we don't categorize him. <laughs> That's all. Uh, is, and Yeah, is it possible? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, we would say you have to take initiation. That's part of the process. For us. Uh, for, I mean, for everyone. For everyone. There can be exceptions to the rule, like Mr. Seti, who built the rooms in Juhu for the devotees to live in. Prabhupada said, your Krishna is building your rooms in Goloka. So he went back to Godhead just by serving the devotees, even though he didn't take initiation. Yes, you have a question? Yeah, it's, it seems that it's about the, the correcting devotees. It's a, correcting devotees. Thin line. Very thin line, yeah. Because there was a, there was a, there was a kind of a documentary came out, maybe in Mm -hmm. Lord Asimides appeared there some years ago, maybe five years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was for a, you know, a, good a good cause, you could say. It was like um, speaking out against uh, abuses that happened in the Guru Kurs. Okay, for a good cause, there was a documentary that came out for a good cause. Abuses in Guru Kurs, okay. Within it, the, the, the implications in it were quite serious. They, they, implied and implicated not Imp like implications were serious. Yeah, many senior Vaishnavas and 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 even one was banned from the, the Manor Temple. And that was even short shown in it. Just what you know um, Yeah. It's a it's a very <laughs> Yeah, so that could be borderline there. That they are accusing people who are innocent. And criticizing advanced devotees um, f for no reason. It could be on that offensive. It could be over the line. Yeah. It could be over the line. The, there definitely fine. there were there were abuses and there were people who were responsible for that. Uh, but there are also um, devotees who are not responsible for it, and, and that would be offensive to bring them in and say, no, everybody's responsible, you know, for this now. I mean. Yeah, that's the mood. Everyone's responsible because they did not do something. So everyone is not responsible. You can't. Uh, it's there are people responsible though, and you have to hold them. To uh, they have to be dealt with. Yes. I just question the mood of making a documentary about something. I know that the person who made it said that they tried to go through the proper channels and they felt that they were being ignored. When I think of Papa's mood. And so the mood of, of the, the people is not like the mood of Prabhupada. Yeah, it's to go and broadcast something or even go on YouTube and to broadcast another devotee in a critical And criti way. criticize devotees like that. For me, it's just a, a non-starter from the very beginning. Yeah. And it should be dealt with internally, but dealt with. <coughs> yeah, it should be dealt with internally. And it, and it is being dealt with internally. It has been. It has been. And and retribution has. I mean, they have given. Thing you know, I mean, there was a court case and and th that they settled that, and so yes. And so we shouldn't do a, another court case. It's already been done, and whatever. But at the same time, we do have to not ignore. We have to be careful, and attentive to hear. Um, 
the feelings of everyone. We have to be careful about that. Any other questions? Yes. Um, about the um, being completely devoid of the propensity to criticize. Uh -huh. I just remember one devotee who used to be in this yatra, and I was with him for a few years. I never heard him ever criticize Harry. Okay. <laughs> Um, Good. And he always reminds me of that verse, you know. And uh, uh, Dr. Kashmir says one day, he mentioned his name and says that you should serve this devotee, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was serving him when I was traveling, I was cooking for him, mm. actually, when we were traveling, we were doing book together in the same time back. And, uh, and then when, when I went to uh, the Soul Street, I, I I had a really intense attraction for the Bhagavatam class, and the other devotees would notice it. And then, and that was because I was serving this devotee. That was why, for me, that was why, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, circumstances changed, and then he went to work in, in a, a, a different, a different temple. I didn't come to serve him because he was too tired, and that was it. But uh, you know, it always struck it me. It works, that, okay. You know, <laughs> he never, he never criticised anyone. Yeah. <clears throat> And then there was serious, um, something happened to him, and I, and I thought to myself, if that happened to me, there's no, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, right. and he didn't say anything. Yeah. It's never said it, it was amazing, it just struck me, and, and just don't yeah. mention it, and I, I don't mention his name, but, you know. Yeah, and, yes? Just a quick comment. Quick comment, this is the last one. Last one. Yeah. <laughs> I heard when I was in London one story where one 